0: Politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The conservative review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots standing at the ready to fight for our life, liberty, property that neither party cares about. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house today. See our podcast, Blaze Media. And I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm in a bad mood. Those of you who follow me on Twitter uh, know how I feel already. The State of the Urine Address, or maybe more aptly put, the State of the Ukraine, that's not the biggest news all my colleagues are going to be talking about. Ooh, look what Biden did. Uh, That doesn't matter. Today is March 2nd. It's actually the date in 1836 that Texas declared independence. But last night, Texas Republican voters declared dependence. They declared that they like their overlords. They voted for the man with 67% of the vote. The men who locked them down, who locked up Shelley Luther, who uh, caused doctors to not be able to treat patients, made them wear a mask and punish them if they don't wear a mask. They're just fine with it. We have bigger problems than Biden. We have a problem that they hate us and that they is the Republicans and phony conservatives. Why do they hate us? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extrapolate that a little bit. The bigger news in my mind that I'm going to unpack is the Republican behavior during the State of the Union address, the Republican response, the Republican focus, what's going on in Republican legislatures, what's going on in primaries where they're all getting reelected and it doesn't matter. And we have no voice whatsoever. And then all of the things that are going on that matter so much, I cannot put into the English language, I cannot articulate the profundity of what is going on with the injection injuries. You know, maybe that's why Biden talked about cancer randomly last night. Perhaps they're preparing for the deluge that they know is coming. If you heard yesterday's show with Dr. Jane Ruby, and then, folks, it's not even a matter of an off-ramp. A lot of people are saying they're taking an off-ramp. I myself have said that, an off-ramp from COVID. No, it's not even an off-ramp. It's a tunnel. They're driving on that same road, inexorably leading to hell. It's just they're going underground in the tunnel. So it's more obscured. it's not as evident. They'll take away the masking in most places, not even everywhere. But all the onerous mandates, the blockage of treatment, all the biomedical fascism that's all in place, plus the next time, the other things they're working on, we have no freedom here. Who is speaking for us? I promise you I'm always going to speak the truth, even if I don't even know what to do about it. We need to pray together, strategize together. Send me an email. What do you think we should be doing? Because clearly primaries don't work, and I've recognized that. So we're gonna to try to unpack as much as as much of this as we can. Um, one of the things you can do if you want to get together with like minded people, and and this is important, go to patriotacademy.com and sign up for their Constitution Coach program. They have online courses and materials produced by Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. Throughout these courses, you'll hear numerous subject matter experts, including historian David Barton and others. And you can invite dozens of people into your living room or anywhere you want to host it. And that's how you get the cells in your local area. This is really what we're going to have to do, is fight very local with very motivated people. But again, go to com to sign up to be one of those constitution coaches. And I think this is what we need to do. Because, let's see, I don't even know where to start. The Republican laying... The State of the Union response. What's happening with the Ukraine emotional abuse online. The primaries. So I you know, was getting the feeling that Greg Abbott was going to pull this out. He was going to win. But I figured he'd get 50 to 55%. Turns out he'll probably get around 67%. So 33% voted against him. And I'll tell you, this is pretty much what I experienced for 15 years. We never win primaries against incumbents. We were hoping, deep in the recess of our hearts, we knew probably wasn't true, that somehow the events of the last few years served as a catalyzing moment, a cathartic moment for the public, for Republican voters, that somehow they would realize we need change. But what I've noticed, and I could write a political science book on primaries, the bottom line is if people don't know that the race isn't, they might know there's someone on the ballot, but if they don't know it's in, in contention, if you don't have a Ukraine style flooding their brain that this is going on, I don't know the psychology behind it, but they reflexively vote for the incumbent. A lot of that is name ID. It's augmented from the fact by the fact that Republicans run on our issues. You should watch some of Greg Abbott's commercials. They have the most money. They run on our issues, and then they do the opposite, and people are confused. They don't know what the guy did. They don't know the art of politics. So even the people that broadly agree with, agree with us values-wise, we only get about a third of the Republican primary electorate that gets it, that understands the who's who and what's what. They voted for one of the others, and this it's not unique. This happens everywhere. And this is why long ago I gave up on it and I told you guys we will never succeed within the Republican Party because you cannot succeed in a party that is rigged, that they hate you. It's not that they're weak. It's not that they want to do the right thing. They're scared of the media. They hate you. They detest you and me. They detest us worse than the Democrats do. And, And the reason I know this is this. I'll get back to the primary in a minute, but I want to deviate in the Ukraine stuff a little bit. So, you know, you watch the Republicans, and, and they had erectile dysfunction. I'm sorry to get disgusting, but I just, I'm in that type of mood. They had ED for the last three years. Our rights were stripped from us. Illogical, illegal, immoral, inhumane stuff. And they said nothing. They actually joined with the mask. They joined with the clot shots. They joined with the lockdowns when it mattered in most states. They join with the pseudoscience. They join with the shaming, the, the blocking of treatment. They did nothing. They join with the January 6th narrative. They join with the George Floyd BLM narrative. They could not be found to muster up a molecule of testosterone to stand for the common man, to stand for the whole of the American people. Not a business interest, not a hospital association, but the whole of the people. So then you might think, all right, they're just a bunch of flaccid whatevers. Kind of like a wife that's married to a husband that just, you know, doesn't really show much affection, much emotion. Kind of dead, a deadbeat. Really kind of looks like a nerd. A guy who's kind of incapable of anything. Pretty bad, right? Then one day, the wife comes home. With another woman in bed. Finds another woman in bed with the husband. And men are they yucking it up. Boy, does that guy. I mean, it's a family-oriented show and I'll stop there. But man, does that guy have have the goods. And then the sequel to that is the woman's like, hey, do you, do you want a cold beer? Meaning rather than throwing him out, he's totally into it. That is what is happening to us. And that's what you know the Republican voters are responding with. That's how I feel now. Never have they paid attention to our interests. The minute the Ukraine thing comes out, they go all out in an obsessive way we've never seen. Steve Scalise was waving a Ukrainian flag in the rotunda, in in the, in the chamber, during Biden's speech. Clapping, cheering. Kevin McCarthy had a Ukrainian flag lapel on him and not an American flag. I mean, we've had State of the Union addresses given... Throughout the most tumultuous times, the so I talk about Eastern Europe with the Soviet Union, all the Israeli wars. I never remember anyone waving a foreign country flag during a State of the Union speech. It's a sick indulgence. You look at these guys, they're like, they're frothing at the mouth. We're going to throw at every Russian. We're going to boycott every Russian thing imaginable. All the, like the things that we ever wanted to do on issues that matter, crime, illegal immigration, the culture wars, COVID fascism. And it's like, we can never get this past them. Oh, that's too extreme. There's nothing they're not willing to do to throw themselves at the feet of Zelensky. That's how we should all feel. That betrayal The same impotent Republican that couldn't muster up a degree of hormones on our behalf. They're just losing themselves over Ukraine. That tells you that they hate us that much. They never care about us. It has to be citizens of another country. And I want to make it very clear. There's this pseudo-false humility that's, that's taking place in politics. See... People like to be humble, you know, I don't care about myself, I care about another person. But that's okay for yourself. If you're the head of the household, and you say, I'm going to sacrifice the time, effort, and even security of my kids and wife to worry about my neighbor's kids. Well, that's not being a good person. That's not humility. It's a similar thing here. If you as a private citizen want to go to Ukraine... Take up arms, if you even know how to fire one, which half of them wouldn't, knock yourself out. Zelensky is inviting you to come. Go there. And of course, not a single one will. But if you're an elected official, you are elected in your capacity, in public policy, to represent the citizens of the United States. And yet, forget about the federal officials. We even have governors and state legislators putting out statements on Ukraine, 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 while failing to lift a finger on anything that matters. I have an article out today on an effort in Arizona and China and and South Carolina, which is becoming like China, to divest from China pension funds. uh, There's a big problem I'm, I'm spotlighting that uh, Ch- the Chinese own own our farmlands or sometimes own big ag companies. So by proxy, they own the land. It's a huge food supply chain safety issue. It's an espionage issue. Simple issue. Russia, Russia, Russia. Everyone agrees, China, whatever you think of Russia, China is infinitely more of a strategic threat. They own everyone. And yet, we can't get those bills passed. South Carolina governor is like, you know, all in with the businesses, oh, we will harm our businesses. Yeah, but the, but the COVID fascism didn't harm businesses. No, no, that was okay. It's disgusting, these people. By the way, if China invaded Taiwan tomorrow, you would not see the same reaction, the same impetus to do something. You know why? Because the masters of the universe behind all of the venues of information dissemination that are pushing this insanity, they're bought out by China. Republicans only care about what the media cares about. In other words, they are indistinguishable from Democrats, except in one thing. They're even worse. Whereas Democrats set a building on fire. Well, what would naturally happen if Democrats set a building on fire? People would rush in to save the people and the items in the building. But they strategically have a controlled opposition as the Republican Party That stands guard and acts like the firefighter and runs forward into the corridor, into the precipice of the doorway, as if they're going to attack the fire that the Democrats set. But they have a fat rear end blocking the door to ensure that no one else could come in and actually save them. That is the purpose of the Republican Party in a nutshell, and never, ever, ever forget that. Now, our sponsor today, Birch Gold. Look, our inflation is going to hell, obviously. The treasuries are um, the interest on the treasury bonds. That's going to go out of whack. The government owes less on its mountain of debt because of their manipulation, but you're going to owe more. Protect your savings now. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold because the government is sabotaging the value of the dollar. They're sabotaging your savings. Um, Right now, when you do your taxes, you have extra money left over. You don't want to give to the schmucks. Um, you want to put it in an IRA or 401k don't put it in the stock market in the fake fake uh, fiat put it into uh birch gold they will help you invest in gold if you go to if you text daniel to the number 989898 you can get a free no obligation kit uh, showing you how you could protect your savings and how you could buy them under the umbrella of a tax sheltered account so do it right now text the word daniel to 989898 that's daniel to 298- 98 Nine, eight, nine, eight. So, folks, that is what the Republicans are all about. Okay? They don't care about us. They hate us. They will never focus on a single issue. You know, in South Dakota, we just had this. We couldn't even get a weak ivermectin bill passed. The legislature, with, with almost no Democrats there, they passionately blocked it. The governor opposes it. Meanwhile, they're about to pass marijuana, not just medical marijuana recreational marijuana marijuana yes ivermectin no that's the new conservatism it looks like alabama will head in that direction too marijuana yes blocking all the ivermectin bills there it's not one or two guys at some point you and i are the rhinos get it through your head we are the rhinos name me the number of elected republicans who share our values We are the Republican in name only. The party is rotten. It's worse than rotten. Again, if you didn't have a Republican party, people would rebel. The Republicans perfectly allow them to let the balloon out of the air and skate along and don't pursue them. We're sitting on mountains of evidence. Pfizer, the courts forced them to release documents yesterday and they released nine pages worth of known adverse events that they were aware of. I, I, I'm trusting someone on Twitter that, that put it together because it's, hard. it's nine pages worth. They claim it's 90,000. If you would add it up, it's something like 90,000 adverse events that they knew about. It's disgusting. And no Republican will pick up the mantle. Wherever you turn, there's nowhere to go. We have one good governor, but the Florida legislature is terrible. A pro-Democrat redistricting map. The governor's going to veto it there. But this is where we are in Texas. 67% he won. Not a single incumbent Republican was drawn into a runoff last night at a federal level. Maybe there were a few in the legislature. Not a single one after everything that has happened. Tons of rhinos in Congress. Not a single one. Ironically, the only one drawn into a runoff was the opposite. Ken Paxton, and I know he's got scandals. I know he's not perfect. But it was from the left. George P. Bush now is in a runoff with him because it's all about money and name ID. Short of... Going to constitutional, not constitutional, but um, uh, party conventions and having people who actually know what the hell they're talking about, immune from millions of dollars of ads, selecting the nominee, there is no way we will ever get anyone in primaries. There's nobody who has more experience than I do in that. And I'm telling you, it is broken. I can't help myself but help people that go into battle, and I'm still going to have some people on my show. I'm just telling you it ain't happening. You'll get a state here and there. You'll get lucky. Not enough to make any difference. We need a new party. But none of these phony conservative talkers could care less about this. There's only one man who could have changed that, and that's Donald Trump. Okay? Okay? He endorsed Greg Abbott. He's made horrible endorsements. He was the great equalizer. Our people always suffer from a lack of name ID and a lack of money. The reality is, in a state like Texas, he strategically made a primary March 1st, really early. Nobody's paying attention. Now, again, I know some people will say, well, Daniel, there was really good turnout. There was a high turnout. I get it, but it wasn't with a degree of intensity that it mattered. It wasn't clear. There was no clear race in their mind for governor. And I'm telling you this. We've seen this. Only about a third of Republican voters are like you and I are, that they are ticked off and they will automatically vote against an incumbent. But to the average voter, what they hear is, oh, Greg Abbott was one of the anti-lockdown governors. He's standing up to Joe Biden. This is the double game they play. They... Fake indulge our stuff just enough to ward off a primary challenge, but not enough to make a darn of a difference in favor of our policies. Trump could have changed that. But instead, even if we could create a movement to start going to a new party, when Trump announces as the Republican for president, that will go in the garbage. Because it's all about him. He could have actually had an impact by stepping aside having someone more like Ron DeSantis run, which I actually don't want him to run because I think president is a joke. I'm just indulging the circus for a minute. DeSantis needs to be the head of a confederacy of a couple of states breaking off. But Trump should be that great equalizer in primaries and actively campaign and give voice to those people. Can't just be a one-off. I'm not saying he'd win everyone, but right now we have a 0% success rate, and would be a lot better than that. I challenge you to tell me how you could ever succeed with this double game, how you will ever succeed in the Republican Party. The problem we have now is this. People share our values more than ever before. They agree with our talking points. But they don't know about the specific policies that matter and the way they matter at the time they matter and through the people that matter politically. How do you defeat the news cycle juggernaut? That they're going to, the media is going to focus on whatever matters at that given moment, what they think matters, doesn't matter, and every Republican will fall right into it. I want to move on to. Iowa governor Kim Reynolds. She um she gave the Republican response. Iowa governor. And and by the way, she's another classic one. She's viewed as one of the best governors, didn't lock down. Again, same thing with Christino in South Dakota. COVID didn't come to that part of the country till later, so they didn't feel the pressure. So they already established a brand of not having a lockdown. But the bottom line is Once it did come, so they already established the brand. They didn't do statewide mandates, but they allowed every city of record to go and do it. The kids were masked the whole time. They didn't do anything to fight it. Didn't lift a finger to rhetorically wage war like DeSantis did. Um, And you know, Kim Reynolds met with BLM right after Floyd, had felons voting. I don't want to hear this. Oh, she might be better than others grading on a curve, but that just shows you how bad it is. But anyway, her address. I want to just focus... On the opening line, which is emblematic of the problem we have, even from the better Republicans that maybe don't quite hate us, but they're so intellectually stupid and they so don't get politics and policy that they as may as well hate us. I want you to listen to this line. We're now one year into his presidency, and instead of moving America forward, it feels like President Biden and his party— Have sent us back in time to the late 70s and early eighties. When runaway inflation was hammering families, violent crime wave was crashing in our cities, the Soviet army was trying to redraw the world map. All these all these fronts. Do you sense the profundity in her statement that I do? Notice how everything with Republicans is nostalgia. There has to be a blueprint. It's always about the past. It's always about a legacy issue. Those are the only things they can understand. Oh, Reagan, Carter, stagflation. What's going on is not the 70s and the 80s. Yes, it was bad. With the stagflation and the foreign policy. Yes, you had the high tax rates. And she goes on to talk about how she's cutting taxes. That's all they understand. You didn't have transgenderism and the homosexual agenda. You didn't have... Yes, you had a crime wave, but not, like, in the sense that criminals are victims. You didn't have the border problem we have. And you didn't have COVID fascism. There is no blueprint for this. For what they've done to us with the vaccine. It's a totally new issue. It's worth... This is the point. They can't understand anything new. uh Abortion, guns, taxes, Soviet Union—that's all they understand. And that's why the media and whoever is running this Ukraine propaganda—they understood this: that Republicans and conservatives, in particular, are very vulnerable to trying to, you know, recreate the nostalgia of the '80s, '70s, '80s. Oh, it's like the Soviet Union attacking Eastern Europe, and we got to stand like the days of Pope John Paul and Margaret Thatcher and Reagan. And of course, it's very different. That's the point. And you read through it and it's like. It's like it was a snoozer. I mean, it's like, what? It doesn't speak to anything going on. Doesn't mention anything. Just broadly, like, yeah, we didn't lock people down, type of thing. Cut taxes. It's it's just like what it just doesn't speak to it. This is biblical what we're dealing with. It's not the '70s and '80s. I die to go back to that time. They just don't get it. And and folks connected to this, just to understand how bad the party is. So remember last week we did a show that on on Florida Governor Rick Scott he put out his own agenda, like a contract with America. And we noted that, you know, on paper, it's kind of like her speech, it indulges our talking points, but I pointed out, if you read carefully, it doesn't commit to certain very specific things that you should, that would give us confidence he means it, so it's just indulging our talking points. But I'm here to tell you, even those talking points, McConnell, Corden, and Thune, those are the three, three highest-ranking members of the Republican Party in the Senate, they're bashing him to Politico, open record, for even putting this out. It's too much for them. How dare you run on an agenda of mean uh, that means anything? How dare you even indulge the talking points of the common man and some of the things we want done. It's from political Mitch McConnell and Senate Republican leaders are warning Rick Scott that his agenda for the GOP could expose the party to unnecessary attacks this fall. Okay? Um and The exchange between McConnell and his top campaign hand, right, because uh, Rick Scott runs the Senate campaign arm, NRSC, highlights a growing divide in the party as the GOP fights to uh, take back the House and Senate. Um, While McConnell prefers to keep the heat on Democrats and make the election a referendum on, on President Biden, some of the party, not just Scott, believe Republicans need a more affirmative agenda. You think so? The schism played out on Tuesday at the leadership press conference. Scott exited the event abruptly just before McConnell cast- castigated two of his proposals. Let me tell you what will be part of our agenda. We will not have as part of our agenda a bill that raises taxes on half the American people and sunsets Social Security and Medicare after five years. This will not be part of the Republican Senate agenda. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then he bashes him. I'm not kidding you. The, the, he bashes him <clears throat> for um, for f- uh, pledging term limits because some Republicans are running on. Uh, 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 Ironically, Republicans are such leftists, so when a Republican comes along and actually runs in something righteous, they're upset because it exposes them because you have Chuck Grassley running for his 100th term, and he's like 90 years old already, literally 88, 90, however old he is, running for another 60-year term in Iowa, and they're ticked off. And they're like, you know, Cornyn's like, we need to keep our focus on inflation, crime, the border and Afghanistan. Well, what's Afghanistan. That's over with. I mean, whatever happened, happened. The, 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 the crisis is on the Afghani refugees, which, of course, Republicans are all supportive of, and the border crime inflation. Those are issues, but the Republicans caused that with their policies and still are not pledging to do what will rectify it. They're all about inflation, but not from the right things. This is not the 70s and 80s when it was more born out of economic policies. It's all about the economic, fiscal policies, and fiscal policies are important, but the, the, the inflation is the result of the $5 trillion spending bills that, that all of leadership championed, f- spearheaded, and led on the floor. It's the spending that Republicans endorsed, and it's the cutting of our supply chains and the scarcity because of COVID fascism that they endorsed. So even the economic issues, it all flows from what we've done to ourselves. It all flows from COVID fascism, which by the way is still going on. They refuse to run on our soldiers and healthcare workers losing their jobs, being forced down to get third shots. And as I noted, it's not just those currently in the military who were forced to already get it most of them or leave. It's all the children who rightfully didn't get The shots, that entire generation, it's going to be now mandatory. They won't be able to join the military without it. They won't run on that. They are so subversive. I don't know what you do. Read this article and you'll see what I mean. It's disgusting. It's titled McConnell Clashes with Rick Scott over Republican Agenda. They have not changed one iota and why should they? Name me one place where they're meaningfully scared of losing a primary. Name me one area. Do you know even England has ended their health care shot mandate, and America hasn't? And Republicans are not asking them of it, asking them to do it. This is disgusting. Disgusting. People share our values. We're winning on the issues. But it doesn't matter. It's about virtue signaling and name-dropping and not outcomes. Outcomes. Everywhere you turn. We can't get a a single meaningful bill past legislatures with supermajority Republicans on combating China. China's land ownership. A single bill on medical freedom. On right to prescribe. Single thing on on hospital uh, patient bill of rights. A single bill. We only have two states that are bucking the CMS mandate. Florida and Tennessee, if the governor signs it. No thanks to him. Nothing matters. Not a single... And also crime. It's funny. I was yelling about crime for years, and they were like, Daniel, that's horrible. You're going to lose the black vote. We need... Criminal justice reform. Now, when we're suffering the result of the Republican week on crime deincarceration agenda in every red state, by the way, now they're like tough on crime. But they're not proposing anything. They're not proposing to do anything meaningful on mandatory minimums. On, yes, juicing up the, the jail numbers, building prisons, funding more prosecutions, funding more, more courts to, to expedite the backlog. Nothing meaningful when it actually matters. They'll just emote, emote about funding the police. So Biden very smartly just co opted the talking board. Yeah, of course we're going to fund the police. That's what he said. They made it about something stupid. And again, folks, how can you walk away from this? 90,000 adverse events, insane degree of adverse events reported by Pfizer. And remember, even that FOIA document, as Brooke Jackson, the uh, whistleblower of the Pfizer, Pfizer trial, n- noted, it's meaningless because that's a fraudulent document, because even their data that they were hiding relies on the data of the individual trial sites that tabulates the amount of adverse events, the amount of COVID infections, breakthrough infections, right, placebo versus trial that's all, that, that was all forged. So it's it's much worse than they're even saying. You have Medscape, the blood libel medical media of, um, of of the healthcare industry, now saying, admitting that natural immunity is 10 times better than the vaccine. Straight up on Medscape. And yet Republicans are not lifting a finger to use that point. Like, How do you kick out all these medical workers that had the virus... For a shot that is dangerous. A shot that's expired and doesn't work. And is actually negative effective. While having those. That literally got the shot. And then got COVID. Working while they have COVID. No government shutdown fight at a federal level. And no other states are fighting this at a state level. You have customs. Customs. We're we'll talk about this. Blocking and holding confiscating ivermectin shipments from india i've gotten a lot of copies of these letters from cbp in the meantime there's there's a bunch of articles out there now on um fentanyl is flooding the mail and there's no meaningful effort to stop that that is the sort of sick country we live in and south dakota they 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 down the ivermectin bill Folks, do you know how disgusting this is? In published in the on Science Direct. It will be in the International Journal of Infectious Diseases, University of Miami researchers. This is a retrospective study. They they used um, you know, like databases of hospitals, 44 healthcare organizations, 68 million patients from the US they combed through medical records to see who over the course of the pandemic was treated with different things. And they, they found for their sample size, they found a total of 1.7 million possible COVID patients based on ICD-10 diagnostic terms and confirmatory lab results. And their analysis yielded 41,608 patients who had COVID-19 Resulting in two unique cohorts. About 1,072 were treated with ivermectin and not remdesivir. 40,536 were treated with remdesivir and not ivermectin. So you have a pretty nice p value there. They found a 69% reduction in mortality. 69% reduction in mor- of mortality of ivermectin over remdesivir. When ivermectin is cheap, established safety profile, won a Nobel Prize, and yet it's ban- It's basically banned and confiscated, and remdesivir causes three organs to fail, doesn't work, but it's the standard of care for $3,000 to this day, and not a single Republican will lift a finger to rectify that. And by the way, the 69%, remember... Remember that JAMA study that they tried to say shows ivermectin doesn't work because they made a fake midpoint endpoint, but reduction in mortality. What was it? 70%. Okay? 70%. So it's kind of honing in on that. again, this is monotherapy. And also this is, again, not early treatment because it's likely hospital hospital systems is where they got it from. Because remember, earlier on, th- th- this study, I think, was the, the, the dates were like January to July. The war on ivermectin broke out in August. So there, believe it or not, it was rare, but there were hospitals that actually were giving ivermectin. Um, so that's probably where they got it from. So again, this is 70% reduction already at the hospitalization level. Certainly, if you do it earlier, certainly if you have the betadine nasal spray, the aspirin, the vitamins and supplements, and, and certainly when needed, you know, hydroxy and nitazoxanide um famotidine and uh, many 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 other options you know depending on the person the stage and having the right doctor prescribe it this genocide is still going on there's still people dying of the virus by the way actually in greater number than when the mandate started that's the irony i was accused of not caring about grandma this is what it is You don't care, you want grandma to die. You think cops should put their knees on people's necks. You think people should sack the Capitol. You think Putin should be able to invade Ukraine. This is the vacuous type of discussion. And ironically, it's our policies that would be stronger. Just like with Ukraine, we would have never had the Iran deal and the dependency on Russian oil, which is the linchpin of this whole thing. That's the early treatment here. Reputable journal, reputable researchers, American trial, Now, it's not a trial. It's a retrospective cohort study. But still, that's very telling, and you mix it with all the other things. But, you know, it is what it is. To our knowledge, this is the largest association study of patients with COVID-19 mortality and ivermectin. That's what they conclude. So there we go. But you go to South Dakota, and we couldn't even get a bill it was a very weak bill. It was like, please let us prescribe. It made the doctor even do a few things. Like it was very it almost treated it like he was a criminal. Um, it was House Bill twelve sixty seven. It passed the um, House, but a ton ton of Republicans voted against it. It's just that Republicans have like almost all the members, so whatever, but the Senate blocked it and Christy Nome controls the Senate, so she privately blocked it. Um, and there we go. That's what we have, even with all this information. They will never fight, even even after it becomes easy to do that. Okay? By the way, another piece of interesting news on COVID. So we talked about last week a board member, Andreas Schofbach, Of BKK, one of the German insurance companies, he revealed that if you extrapolate their vaccine doctor visit data, it would turn out that there were 3 million, not adverse events, but doctor appointments because people sought treatment for vaccine injury. 3 million extrapolated in Germany, and I noted that that would be about 12 million in the United States. These are people who downright sought treatment. Guess what? That man was fired. Basically, the Paul Ehrlich Institute, which is, runs Germany's their system, was going to meet. They were going to have a meeting together to talk about their data and this whole issue. And, and Andreas was going to be there. He was fired right before, so he couldn't have a voice. This degree of fascism is taking place in Western democracies, and I'm supposed to cry over a freaking corrupt Zelensky that took down Trump's presidency, by the way? Again, this has no bearings on the Ukrainian people. Of course we feel bad for them, but what, what do you want to do? Zelensky is like God. Jim Jordan, the, the big conservative savior in the House, he was like, he, he had something about like, Zelensky is awesome, and we're all Ukrainians, and what in the world none of this stuff i could tell you all the cartel news i have all the other stuff but the point is folks it's not an off-ramp it's a tunnel this is all continuing they're working on bigger and better things i all one. i wonder where they're headed with ukraine like what is the thing they're doing right now it's just serving as a major distraction Republicans are going to throw a bunch of money at Ukraine in the budget bill. Madison said the budget is the last redress of the people for their grievances. Not a single grievance of ours will be redressed in our budget bill, but more of our money will go to the Ukrainian government. Which again, whatever you think of the Ukrainian people and obviously the terrible attack on them, but the the reality is there's a lot of problems with that government. Ukraine has basically become a proxy what what what's what's been revealed recently is that for, for years, Western governments have been setting up NGOs and there's so much corruption. That's the Hunter Biden stuff and everything in Ukraine. Um, and you cannot divorce that from what's going on here. That plays a big role. So there's that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what we do anymore. I don't have a good answer. We've accomplished nothing in the legislatures. The most important primary ever never even got an airing. Not a single major voice. See, this is the thing. If all of the major talk radio, Fox News, Newsmax, Newsmax is now to the left of Fox, all of the big names focus on what doesn't matter, they focus on Ukraine. They focus on whatever the media tells them to focus on. They don't focus on their own sphere of influence, which is, which is basically ensuring that their voters and constituents that elect Republicans hound the legislatures on the issues that matter, when they matter, and the way they matter. Hound them on primaries. Have the candidates on. Focus on it. But none of them have the guts to go after a guy like Greg Abbott. And they left it alone. They left it alone. I don't know what you do. This is why I need you guys to help send this show to everyone. Everyone you know in your life that votes Republican, and they kind of understand that what's going on is bad, but they don't get the leverage points, the issues that matter, the people that matter, the strategies... That's the art of politics. That's where they're being misled. We have a pandemic of low information Republican voters. That's what we have. They're not stupid, the cabal. They know what they're doing. That's why they have Fox. That's why they have the Republican Party. To basically, it's like doping up the minds of Republican voters. Focus them on stupidity. Focus them on on whatever the Ukraine George Floyd is of the time. Ukraine is basically the the international George Floyd. It's the geopolitical George Floyd now. Right, the same way it doesn't mean that the no cop did nothing wrong at any person at any given time. It's not, same thing here. Of course, Putin's wrong. I mean, but what do you want us to? The question is, what's the lesson? What do you do? What do you do about it? And in fact, we allowed them to burn down our cities over it. And this is a similar thing. They're burning down. They're doing a lot of stupid things. I'm telling you, if they came out tomorrow that everyone needs to tithe 10% of their income to Zelensky and you need to show proof that you did it before entering a building, every Republican would go along with it. I'm telling you, that's where we're at. I don't know how we get out of this media juggernaut Cycle which affects conservative media every bit as much as it does everyone else. The systemic corruption is in Western democracies. There is no red state, there is no refuge from this. You'll have a handful of good guys introduce good bills, and the Republican governors, the Republican leaders of the legislative chambers, it all gets back to the businesses. South Carolina, we can't get the anti China bills passed. Why? Because of the Chamber of Commerce. In South Dakota, we can't get an ivermectin bill passed. Why? Because of the hospitals, the medical associations. This is what people don't understand. Republicans hate our guts, but even if you don't believe me and you think they're just weak, so let, let's just indulge that for a minute. Again, let's say Republicans win. 270 seats in the house 60 in the senate they're not but i'm just saying let's say they will um 35 governors 32 trifectas super majorities up and down county state anything you want transplant us to january february 2023 you'll be like daniel there's no way things can't be somewhat better than they are now right here's what you don't understand The power is not in the legislature, the courts, even, even the the executive bureaucracies. It's not a matter of how many seats you have. The power is in this ruling class, whatever you want to define it, International, World Economic Forum, Chamber of Commerce, the medical associations, medical, law, all of the big business, media, tech, all of that together. You look at the FOIA documents, and then they work with the unelected bureaucrats in all the red states, certainly the feds and the blue states, right? But it's all together. It's these FOIA documents we would see. CDC, Merck, Facebook, right? Um, all in one thing. That's where the power resides. So whoever induced the January 6th, the COVID, the, the BLM, Floyd, and now the Ukraine— They're going to keep doing it, and precisely when we start to achieve some momentum on exposing certain things and achieving certain policies is precisely when they're going to drop it. And when they drop it, they're not stupid. They're going to tailor it towards Republican officials and even Republican voters. Hence, we support freedom, but a pandemic, we all fear it. A pandemic is different. And that's why most Republican voters bought into it. Let's face it, Ukraine, oh my gosh, this is back with Reagan fighting, defending Poland from the Soviet Union. It's a perfect issue if you think about it. Let your brain uh, run wild thinking about what possibly they can conjure up and it's endless and they're gonna do it. And Republicans, because they control all the power and they are on the hook. They're going to be even worse. They're going to, run, they're going to trip over themselves to, to virtue signal whatever the media tells them to do. Like camels with a nose ring being led along. This vicious cycle is going to continue. And the worse, the more radical the Democrats get the more it moves over the inflection point and the contours of disagreement to an even more radical point that allows Republicans to get even more radical themselves, but still show some illusory, illusory, fake, infinitesimal difference to fight over and get everyone all riled up. So, for example, what happens here is Beto O'Rourke is running for governor in Texas for the Democrat side. Okay? So... The reality is that (laughs) Republicans are terrified. Oh my gosh, we can't have O'Rourke. So they know this is the established guy. He's the the, the name, idea, the money. And they went and voted for him too. That's another part of this too. They're always worried about the general election because they have this fake notion that somehow only the establishment guys could win a general election. So that's what they're going to do. This is what it is. So it could be... The next thing could be, you know, to to spawn diversity. We're gonna allow every uh, Democrats to uh, rape every white woman, okay? And the red states will be like, "Look, you're right. We we, we do need more access. Uh, there's people that can't get dates or whatever. Look, I'm just making something up here, but indulge me for a moment. And 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 we're gonna. You know, they're really right. It's a big problem, but but come on, allow a religious exemption halfway, and that's going to be the new that's going to be what a red state is. But then it's going to be you can't deny that there's not a difference between the two at the moment, right? And they'll fight like cats and dogs and they'll keep voting for that Republican because oh my gosh, imagine if the Democrat wins. This is the cycle I've been fighting my whole life. But every time we fail, And allow Republicans to do this, it gets even worse than it was under the previous iteration of the Democrats because the Republicans are the forward advancing guard for what they want to do. And I will humbly submit to you, I don't have a solution. I don't know what the answer is. I will continue highlighting candidates. I will continue pushing for strategies. I will continue highlighting the information and the ideas. I don't know. There's a lot of smart people. There's tens of thousands of people in this audience. People smarter than me, more life experience than me. Email me, Daniel Hurwitz at startmail.com, dherwitz at blazemedia.com, either, either one. Let me know your ideas. But, but they have to address the points I'm making. You, you can't come with the same old things that clearly have not worked. I've tried everything. This is going to continue. Look at the next primary. I mean, I'm going to have the primary challenger on, but Alabama, Kay left us beyond belief. But she's getting up there with the clever ads, Biden locks you down, mandates, and she supported all of it. Horrible. I played clips from her before. Lying about blood libel, about unvaccinated people. But on the surface, when in the heat of the moment... Oh my gosh, we want Republicans to win. Biden versus Ivy, right? So people will just ignore the primary, focus on the incumbent. You know, you'll get a third of the people to vote against in the primary, but but not more. Once in a while, maybe you'll get 40%. You'll crack 40. But that's it. That's it. Every, let me say this with certitude. Every Republican that is up for re-election, not named Ron DeSantis for governor, does not deserve renomination. I don't care if it's a Mickey Mouse name that you never heard of. I don't care if you have to do a write-in. None of them, and I mean none, and I will defend that statement. Even the ones that you think are good, Henry McMaster and Tate Reeves and Kevin Stitt in Oklahoma. Doesn't matter. I don't know what to do. What's so frustrating is like Ezra Levant said in in Canada, um, the proper form of populism is very popular. It's not just a conservative base. If you start I would I would take the word conservative because it's meaningless. If you'd literally just had a party that solely represented the people and pledged to eschew all special interests, China focused on that. And you might have shades of disagreement on prudential things. You might have within that party, that's a true big tent. It would crush the other parties. The problem is the same cabal that runs the show is runs everything and prevents us from starting it. But if you literally were able to overnight get a transcendent figure to start this, it would catch like wildfire. But until it does, we're trapped with the same Republicans. Never forget, they hate our guts just as much as Democrats. Look, let's. I'm gonna continue giving you the best information, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not here just to commentate. The minute I feel I can't accomplish anything is when it makes me wonder should I just do something else for a living? Is it even worth it? I can't dispassionately come before you and just call the balls and strikes and not have it get to me personally. You know, there was a time I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to do good reporting, give people good information, and just just understand that we're never going to make a difference. But then the more I do research and write things and give over things, the more pissed off I get because it's so evil what's going on. And that's what's so damning about my colleagues in this business. Because if you truly cared about the words you're speaking, it would spawn you to act. And they have no desire to look outside of the box of the same failed things that they've been talking about every single day. Take today's show and compare it to every other show that is considered a conservative talker anyway. any way. And you tell me. You tell me the difference. You tell me which one you want going forward. Oh, if you want more of the cookies and, and uh, sugar, I'll give it to you. But I don't think you guys want that. And I'm so thankful with thousands of options out there, those of you who are loyal and tune in, and I, that's why I always want to give you the most productive information and we're going to keep doing that um, I try to have you know great guests on we'll keep this up but these are dark times god obviously could turn things around very quickly but again we have to be worthy of that we have to also strategically prepare to harness that opportunity right now we don't have that this is what we need to rebuild we need to absolutely think outside the box new strategies let me know your thoughts Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Email me, dherwitz at blazemedia.com. Danielherwitz at starmail.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you all, and keep up the fight.